0: Hey, welcome to Educate for Life with Ryan Francis. Let's get right into it. All right, story time. As my guest for this upcoming series of episodes, I have my friend, Paul Pietro Carlo. He is a coach. He is a father. He is a general liver of life not liver the organ, but he lives life. He's lived a lot of life. He's had a lot of adventures, a lot of experiences, and we met at uh, coach training. That's how we actually connected. And we had a conversation uh, last week, earlier this week, to talk about um, what we were planning on chatting about for for the podcast. And we had a few different topics we wanted to hit on and generally it fell under the idea of handling transitions. We're going to talk about decision-making and pitfalls and the emotional component, all of that. And I knew there was a good chance that we were going to wander into related topics. Well, that is absolutely true to form. I hit record before we got in directly to the topic and Paul is so raw and so vulnerable, available, and just talking about himself and his life that we got started before we actually began the episode. And there was just no space to attempt to like insert an intro. So we just kept going. So this episode, series of episodes is going to be a little bit different uh, because of that. So you're actually going to get um, just us talking for the most part. And we touch on a few key points about transitions that we really wanted to hone in on, but it's also just an intimate conversation about life, uh, particularly his life. So I really do hope you enjoy it. And, uh, I will, I will let the episode speak for itself. She was the shaman woman, right? She was the shaman woman. yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Interesting. I liked her, uh, I liked her, uh, Centering technique
0: with mm. the button, you know, mm-hmm. and you're gonna you laugh.
1: I I was listening to it while driving, and I was doing it while I was driving. You know?
0: <laughs> Maybe not the safest choice.
1: Well, you know what? I'm you know, driving is like uh, for me, it's like the second second nature. I just I don't know what it is. I'm,
0: uh, mm, I get it. I get it. I, I've had some very spiritual experiences while driving. There's something sure. about um well spiritual in quotation marks i.e kind of extraordinary I, I know you don't like that word i know i don't i don't because it separates spirit from the ordinary and right. spirit is the ordinary
1: it's all it's every ordinary
0: is spirit it's all it's all the same thing so uh it, it just i think people divide their lives too much it's like i'm gonna go on vacation And then uh, when I come back, I'm going to feel different. And then I'm going to lose the feeling I had on vacation. And I'm thinking, well, then you're doing vacation wrong. Well, at my
1: age, everybody's talking about retirement. Yeah. And it's like, every time I hear, well, when I retire, I want to puke. I want to just puke. It's like, (laughs) fuck, you know? You know, it's like everybody's like geared into this retirement mode. Oh, when I retire, you know, it's like, Fuck you, just fucking live your life, you know. you know, whether you're at a job or you're not at a job, just live, you know. Like like you say, I'm a I'm a liver of life, you know. Yes. You know, yeah, right, so
0: right uh, here, that, my liver. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought about that too. I typed it liver of life and I'm like, hmm, I wonder how many people are gonna think Oregon instead of uh living. Um, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. So uh, that was actually the thing I wanted to ask you was: Is there anything you wanted me to add or change about your yeah. intro? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a philosopher king. No, um,
1: <laughs> uh, no, I think that that's good. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I, I'm coach first, but maybe I am. You know, maybe I am, and I haven't realized that. You know, I haven't reached that point of self-realization
0: because. Okay. I mean, I could call you a hustler too, but yeah, you yeah. know, cause you always got that side hustle going, <laughs> uh, but, of, of uh, some sort. <laughs> right. Exactly. I was like, yeah. I could say a landlord, um, yeah, property yeah. owner hustler. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, uh, that's not relevant.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's, I wouldn't go as far as call myself as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur because that's, I, I feel uncomfortable with that. Although I, I probably am to some degree an entrepreneur, yeah. but, um, I don't know why I feel uncomfortable with it. I think that an entrepreneur is someone like you that's you know really kind of dynamic and you know going out and looking for a new opportunity all the time. Mm. i I don't do that. I you know I'm one of these people that just kind of uh, you know we talk about, you know we learned the first one of the first concepts they introduced to us at school was this quantum theory kind of you mm-hmm. know pseudo quantum theory thing. Yeah. But that's kind of how I am. I just kind of go through life and bump into something and I'm on another tangent and then bump in, you know, and sometimes it's really great. Sometimes it's fucking scary and, you know, disastrous. But, uh, you know, that's just the way I've lived my life. You know, I had someone describe me, uh, this coach I've known for a long time, you know, she says, you're one of the most resilient people I know. And I'm like, really? You know, I feel like You know, because I, you know, I throw up my hands a lot. I'm done. I'm fucking done. You know, and then I go through that, you know, the groveling period, and then I, then I'm back up again. I'm bouncing around. I don't know if that's manic depression or what, but you know,
0: (laughs) well, (laughs) it is also the definition of resilience. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because if you weren't resilient, you'd just stay down.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and it, it, it's really, it's really interesting when you get into that, though, you wonder if you're ever going to come out, you know, and you know, and I always do. And, and then I, then I go, ah, I'm still
0: here. I'm still on right. Yeah. Well, this is part of the framing conversation, right? right. That, the, you know, you can frame it as I keep getting punched. Right. Or you can frame it as I keep getting up.
1: Yeah. Well, I look at it, I frame it as hiccups. Hmm. You know, oh, that was, you know, you know, you get the hiccups and you can't stop them. And then it's like, oh, okay, they're gone now. Now, now I can resume, you know. yeah, I mean, like, you know, my health issues, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, life issues, they're just hiccups, you know. It's like, okay, you know, and, and, and I think it's real interesting that you, you've chosen, the, you know, the notion of, of transition here, you know, because that was really where I wanted to go with my coaching was transition. Because I think kind of transition is this it's constant. Mm -hmm. I think it's like, it's as as constant as choice and decision and change, you know, all that stuff. It's right there. I mean,
0: there's so many different kinds of transition.
1: I'm glad that you've kind of, I thought that was a really nice intuitive hit on that, you know? Thanks, man.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. It's funny um, when you say hiccups because, and I think what's even, even then I can't help it because I always got that intuitive ear going. Right. And I'm like, "Mm." hmm. There's it feels like there's a subtext even to that, like um a loss of control or um a period that you just kind of accept and dismiss. And what's so funny about the hiccups that you described is it sounds to me like you consciously engage with them, which I mean I suppose you can consciously engage with physical hiccups too, but it's like if it's a hiccup, it almost seems like you dismiss it which means you also dismiss all the work that you did in the hiccup and it's the work that you do during the hiccup that causes lasting positive change in your life, assuming that you consciously engage with it. So I'm like, are you dismissing the hard work that you're doing during a hiccup if you just move on after the hiccup is done?
1: No, I look at it more like I dismiss the negativity surrounding it. You know, like, I nearly died a few times, and those were hiccups. You know, it's like I could have just said, "Oh fuck it, I'll die," you know. But mm-hmm. it was like, no, this is this is just a temporary impediment. My attitude was was always good. I was happy, you know. And, and you know, and I'm talking about like in the hospital, you know, in intensive care, you know, literally. I just was like, oh, here, here's my nurse. How happy I am to see you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for caring for me. You know, it was really weird because, you know, when this happened, I'd really been in a kind of a down period. I really kind of thought, there, no, I was alone. There was nobody there for me. I mean, all these people just showed up. I mean, it was like, and I was drugged out. I had I, People said, yeah, we came to see you. You were asleep. You know, you did? You know, yeah, we talked about this when you were there. We did? You know, so, but it was, you know, it was like, okay, so the fact that I had this major event, a stroke, and you know, uh, could I could have been dead, paralyzed, incapacitated, whatever, and I wasn't. It was so like ah, you know this is look, fuck you God, you're, you're you're throwing the shit at me hard, and i'm and I'm still here. you got more for me, let's go, let's take it up, you know, yeah, that's so- my, my my you know my good positive. You know? <laughs> Like <laughs> a positive self, you know.
0: <laughs> this, <laughs> but, yeah, this is what I mean about framing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you're going to catch me all lot. I've been. I, I tell you, lately, I've been really like people have been kind of pointing out to me my framing, you know. Mm. And it's kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, that's that's right. You know,
0: I gotta, I gotta check
1: that. I gotta, you know, I gotta take take a look at that more more intently. So.
0: Yeah, it's it's so easy to continue the reality that we've created for ourselves. Yeah. Right? So yeah. no matter what new evidence we get, and that, that's what's so funny too, talking about what what's the value of debating versus discussion versus this versus that. Right. What, new evidence does not mean new outlook. Right. New evidence means new data to shove into our existing outlook. It requires additional conscious effort. Right. or a willingness to be vulnerable in thought, feeling, or otherwise belief in order to receive evidence, data, as something new or contrary or what have you. Because it's too easy to either dismiss data as irrelevant because it doesn't fit our worldview, or to reinterpret it or even without even reinterpreting, say, interpret it in a way that continues to confirm our existing worldview right. as opposed to change it again. I, the, I well, keep getting like, punched versus I keep getting up.
1: It's like, well, how much validity does this have in my, my paradigm? Okay. It's like, you know, I'm having a, 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 a you know, my son right now, uh, you know, I don't, I don't you know, you this is a long tangent I don't want to go into, but, you know, I, he's not spiritually awake. I always, you know, and I always, you know, kind of thought, well, you know, he'll get there. He's a lot like me. He'll get there when it's time, you know, but right now he's in a crisis. He broke up with his girlfriend. He's angry. He's pissed off, you know, and it's like, and he take and he, but but what I see in him, this is one of my negative characters. It's really weird when you have kids and you see your own shit, you know, that, that, you know, you, you laid on your kids, you know, evolve and, you know, right. And sometimes I think he and I are not good. You know, he's living with me. And I don't think it's good. I think we kind of, our our resonance is, you know, the catabolic, you know. a resonance together brings the catabolic out in us both, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And I mean, I'm real good with people. I'm real objective with people. I can, you know, but, you know, that close like that, when I see myself and see, the mistakes I made as, as a, as a, you know, young man or whatever. And I see him making the same mistakes and I'll say, wait, here, here, you can, you can chop that right off at the neck, you know, just, but he's stubborn. He won't listen. You know, he's in this, you know, like, I don't know. We had something. I, 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 I gave him, he had some high credit card uh, interest rates. So I, you know, I got one of those checks. I said, here, use this and, you know, lower your rate. And uh, I said, why don't we just set it up where you pay it out of your bank, you know, your own bank, and da-da-da. And something got screwed up. He screwed something up. And, and, and I was like, well, let's let's see. And he, he's like, I said to him this morning, why don't you trust me? He goes, why don't you trust me? You know, you didn't believe me that I got charged twice in the bank. I said, I believed you. I just wanted to see, I just wanted to see what was going on so we could we could fix it, you know? You know, but he he's so defensive right now. It's like, oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. So when you say he's so defensive, are you saying you're so defensive? I can be. Yeah.
1: You know, it was like, uh, yesterday my daughter is in town and she's been hanging out with her mom. You know, her mom's a teacher and she's been going in and helping her in her classroom, right? This first week of class or whatever. And uh, I woke up yesterday and there's my daughter in my living room on the couch. You like, oh, know, what are you doing here? Uh, we used the pool last night. And, okay. So, uh, my ex-wife was coming to get her and, you know, as I was leaving and I saw her and I said, look, I'm really worried about Emilio. And um, she goes, yeah, whatever. And she goes, well, you know, I go, he's so angry. She goes, well, you model that, you know, you model that for him. And I'm like, oh, so it's my fault. Again, it's it's always my fault. (laughs) So there was defensiveness, you know. Right. And I'm like, look, I've really worked hard to get past that that anger anger me you know what i mean she's oh i've seen it you have not you know it's like you know and hence she's an (laughs) 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 ex-wife
0: hey y'all just want to take a quick break in the action let you know that if you're enjoying what you're listening to please do recommend it to a friend. I would love to expand my audience and the best ways to do that are word of mouth and reviewing my podcast on the iTunes Apple podcast platform. If you'd like to leave me a voice comment, go over to anchor.fm slash educate life anchor.fm slash educate the number four life It might even end up in the show. For more information about what I'm up to, please check out my website www.educateforlife. 4life that's educate the number four Dot life Now, back to the show. Well, yeah, I, I will say that um, the hardest thing for me and what I see in others so often is that when we're confronted with anything that either we continue to struggle with or that we put conscious effort into being or not being, or we haven't forgiven ourselves for from the past is the thing that's hardest to accept in others. Right. So if I haven't forgiven myself for something, I'm going to be way quicker to judge someone for doing the thing that I haven't forgiven myself for. I'm going to be much quicker to judge a person for not quote controlling unquote that personality trait that I've worked consciously very hard to control, et cetera, et cetera. So is it really so surprising that, You know, Mm -hmm. you would have these conflicts with your son, even if your light years passed where you were in that stage of your life. Um, But that's still something that you... I think you said something once on on one of the
1: podcasts about judgment. About judgment, you know, when you judge other people, in fact, you're judging yourself. Because Mm -hmm. they've done something that, that, you know, pushes one of your own buttons, one of your own personal buttons. And that's why you, you're quick to, you know, j- jump on that thing,
0: you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. All judgment is self judgment. And we it may not be conscious. Right. Self judgment. Cause it may be something we've never quote struggled with unquote, but it's something that got emotionally driven into us. Mm-hmm. Menting on that on Instagram, um, how arbitrary it can, that can be. Right. So for example, how Aaron and I use the same mouthwash. Right. So there was, and there's, there's, a whole, you
1: share the mouthwash
0: or, or you we just share the somewhere. container of mouthwash. We're not okay. sharing it mouth to mouth, man. Jesus. <laughs> 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 but like, oh. but uh, anyway, yeah. So there's been, because we've been together for 16 years, there have been a few kind of weird highlight moments where I catch myself doing something the way she used to do it that I didn't like and her doing it the way that I used to do it and changed to the way she did it. And so the example that I gave was, was mouthwash. So I liked originally to put mouthwash directly in my mouth from the container, like kind of waterfall style. Right. Because I thought um, when you put it in the cap, it can make the cap real gross. Uh, you had to rinse the cap, you're wasting water. And then when you put the cap back on, it's probably still wet and you're potentially putting water into your mouthwash. So for all those reasons, I thought using the cap to measure your mouthwash, to put it in your mouth was just dumb. It was dumb. It was stupid. It was totally ridiculous. I don't know why that mattered so much to me, but (coughs) it mattered so much to me. I'm sure it's a litany of of messages I got about conservation and cleanliness and all sorts of other stuff, and I interpreted it in a very specific way to how I used mouthwash. She, on the other hand, perceived that it was way easier to measure to, to conserve the mouthwash itself by measuring. And she had a strong reaction to me just kind of waterfalling it and like doing that. So we had this really weird, inexplicably strong reaction to how each other use the mouthwash. And what we do as part component of our relationship is we just accept at a certain point we go, you know what? We're different. We're not, we're not hurting each other. We're not hurting anyone. We're not hurting the planet. We're not. We're not hurting anyone else. You know, this is just us making choices. We're just going to let it go, and and we let it go. And we may still bug us occasionally to like watch the other person doing it in a way that doesn't work for us, but we we just move on. We just live with it. We tolerate it. We move on because what? Why squabble over that? Stupid. So we don't squabble over it.
1: But, but, but emotional. It, What's it, that? Isn't it amazing though that something as insignificant as that? Yeah. It's like, you know, this like, this, needle. It, yeah. It, yeah. And, and it's like, uh, you know, I, I, it's interesting that, you know, you're talking about this because, you know, when I was married, my wife and I, we, you know, if I, you know, if I, if I would have brought something like that up to her, you know, if I would have said, Hey, I don't like the way you put your w- mouthwash in your mouth. Why are you trying to tell me what to do? Why are you trying to control me? That was always her reaction to anything. And it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm just, you know, I'm just seeing if, you know, whatever, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's nice and refreshing to hear that, you know, people actually do get past this, this minor bullshit that they can just cripple a relationship sometimes.
0: Right. And here's the thing that's so instructive is that within the last three months, four months, I started measuring the mouthwash in the cap. Mm-hmm. because the, her level of dislike, right? Her level of judgment and my level of judgment transferred to each other. And now she has stopped using the cap and she thinks it's gross to use the cap. She's waterfall. She's waterfall. And she's waterfalling. <laughs> and I am now measuring it
1: <laughs> and rinsing
0: the cap every time. And so essentially it's kind of like injecting Je- injecting my judgment into her or her receiving my judgment either as a critique of her choices, which lead to her own changes potentially. Right? This isn't mouthwash. This could be about anything. This could be about, like how you talk.
1: But it kills 99.9% of all the germs. So why even <laughs> worry about the cat?
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. Because that last 1% of germs are going to be the nastiest and they're going to so be... The last 0.01% uh, of
1: germs. Uh, yeah, are, exactly. They're, right, they're, they're they're
0: resistant ones. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so the the point was simply that we react to the strong emotions of others, and then we take them on or react against them or, or do whatever else. So when I say all judgment is self judgment, it doesn't mean simply that I judge myself for it negatively. And therefore I judge others. It's, I have altered my behavior to suit a specific whatever uh policy set of goals uh strategy whatever like i have these limits of how i am supposed to be and therefore Mm -hmm. i judge others for not acting within the limits that i have set for myself based on whatever emotional messages or whatever i've received in my life so that's just that's just part of the deal
1: well i find that interesting because um my daughter had a friend, um, and this girl was just, she was just, you know, an incredible person, you know, and she was very creative and, you know, just a fun person and just a great mind, you know. Mm-hmm. She was also plagued with depression and all this stuff. And I took it on myself to kind of coach her, and she had a real hard relationship with her mom. You know, and her mom hates me. You know, I, I think they think I was grooming her for pedophilia or something. It was like really weird. You know, yeah. but uh, the you know, the, you know, it's like and I tell her all the time. I said, you know, you and your mother are so much alike, but you've come to different conclusions. Yes. Okay, yes. and and because I, I know that's what I experienced with my father. You know, my father and I were very much alike. But our conclusions, our outlook on the world were not diametrically opposed but so different you know that um, you know and the thing is that we both had the expectation that you know because you know we know we love each other, we know we're alike, why can't they do it like me? And so you get you get that, uh, you know, the failure of expectation or the letdown of not, not meeting that expectation. And it was right. hard, you know, it was hard for both of us. And I could see this going, this dynamic going on with her and her mother. And I tell her all the time, it's you know, your little, her mother's name was Holly. I say, you're little Holly, you know, don't, don't freak out. I mean, you guys are so much alike and, you know, both of you are hard headed and whatever, and both are dynamic, but you gotta, you know, just let it chill. You know, she loves you. You love her. Quit fighting, you know? Yeah. You know? Said than
0: done, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Next time on Educate for Life with Ryan Francis. As we kind of perceive ourselves in the world, I think that determines so much about how we tackle new things, don't tackle new things. Um, when something, a change is thrust upon us over which we have no control. Um, notice my phrasing was intentionally, you know, level one, level two victim bound there. Mm Um, (laughs) um, how we respond because as as we were kind of talking about having this conversation and we're talking about like, what is a transition, right. Ironically, as we transition. (laughs) uh, (laughs) As
1: we make a segue. (laughs) As we segue.
0: um, I wonder, like, so first of all, what is a transition? Hey again, thanks for listening. If you want more goodness, come hang out with me on Instagram at educate4 underscore life. That's educate, the number four, underscore, life. I jump on almost every day and go live once per week to answer questions and just talk about what's on my mind. We've got some cool stuff coming down the pipe, so expect some announcements in the near future. And with that, I hope you have a great week. Talk with you soon.